Welcome back to History List. Primitive diving suits capture the imagination. A large copper helmet atop a flimsy vulcanized rubber suit with some weights and weighted shoes being fed oxygen via tube from above. Already by the mid-1800s, such apparatuses were in use, and for the better part of a century, that was nearly it. The deepest safe dives in these suits was around 100 feet. Most of the ocean was inaccessible. By the 1930s, the bathysphere was invented by an American team, which plunged quite a bit deeper, 800 feet in the first deep dive, the first ever explorations of the deep ocean, and a few years later took the bathysphere all the way to 3,000 feet. The marine species explored in these dives were gobbled up by a curious public via National Geographic and the Smithsonian. 70% of the Earth's surface is ocean, and barely any of it had been explored as recently as one century ago. Throughout all of human history, the sea has inspired wonder, fascination, and terror. Shipwrecks, sea monsters, inky depths, and glowing coral reefs can't help but fire the imagination. To recognize that so little about our oceans was known until so comparatively recently is a significant consideration. In this context, Jacques-Yves Cousteau is a relative latecomer to the world of oceanic exploration, but he represents a few major breakthroughs. First, if you didn't have a bathysphere or diving suit, your option was to snorkel. As compression of gases and air tank technology improved, Cousteau, along with Émile Gagnon, created the first self-contained underwater breathing apparatus, the aqualung, in the early 1940s. A whole new type of diving became possible, almost immediately retiring the cumbersome old diving suits. By bringing oxygen with you, you were able to have greater control and potentially less risk. The other success was time. Much longer dives were now feasible. This technology would eventually develop into the scuba that is known throughout the world today. Cousteau had helped open up the majority of the ocean's surface by making diving easier. The sunlight zone of the ocean, at least, was now available for the adventurous. But what of those of us who hadn't the ability to take diving lessons and head into the blue? Cousteau's second important development is as a documentarian. In the early 1950s, nature documentaries were just starting to be made, showing audiences parts of the world they could never see otherwise. Some early shorts were created by the French filmmaker Jean Penlevé, Disney starred the trend of longer documentaries, in color, but the major breakthrough was Cousteau and Louis Mars' feature-length documentary, The Silent World, which used underwater cameras and provided a colorful view of the ocean's life and became a critical sensation. At the same time, British naturalist David Attenborough began his career producing nature documentaries for television audiences. As the 20th century became more urban and busier, the role of nature education shouldn't be underestimated. 
Even more broadly, the development of television and film for more explicitly educational content was also an important milestone. Cousteau led a colorful life. After the war, when he was developing his aqualung, he worked on projects of exploration and mine clearance. During these years, too, began the modern phase of underwater archaeology, discovering shipwrecks and sunken treasures of the deep. These adventures took place under the auspices of the French Navy, which he left in the 1950s. His book, The Silent World, and the subsequent film, which won the Palme d'Or at Cannes, defined much of that decade for Cousteau. He was making important scientific and archaeological discoveries all the while. The echolocation of cetaceans, such as porpoises, was recorded by Cousteau in the 50s. By the 1970s and 80s, he had become a popular heroic figure, a staple on television, and instantly recognizable around the world. He was elected to the French Academy, received the Presidential Medal of Freedom, and was a pioneer for later naturalist educators, such as Spain's Felix Rodriguez de la Fuente and Australia's Steve Irwin. And the history of diving continued, too, with unmanned and manned submersibles making even further descents into the ocean's trenches. By 2020, the deepest part of the ocean had finally been reached, an astonishing 10,900 meters, 35,800 feet, deeper than Everest is tall. On the next episode of History List, we take a look at the man who stood up to the British Empire and won the life and achievements of Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs>